Welcome to We Have Spoken, episode three of season two. This is the podcast discussing our favorite Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Uh, on this episode, we'll be discussing chapter 11, The Heiress, which aired on November 13th, 2020, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. My name is Dennis. Uh, I'll be your Corian bartender today. Or Corin. <laughs> I think it's Corin, right? Corin. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Corin. Uh, with me, as always, is my prequel apologist, Ricky. Hello, I'm back. You're back. I have power. <laughs> yes, it was weird last week. Uh, really quick, Ricky, uh, what'd you give the score for last week's episode? Uh, what did I say? The first episode was a 7 out of 10. I'd say that one was a 6 out of 10. All right, cool. Uh, um, yeah. We can talk more in yeah, a we can get bit, more into but, it. but let's get to our special guest today. Uh, my friend, uh, reigning Star Wars trivia champion, I'm wondering where, in what district, um, and father <laughs> of six, and, and fellow nerd, obviously, uh, Kelly Bollinger, thanks for joining us. Hello there. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah, excited to talk how's, about Star Wars. Yeah, how's stay-at-home life treating you? Not too bad. I've got a really big commute. So, uh, working from home is, is a lot easier in some yeah. ways. What have you been doing to nerd out during this, uh, during this stay at home time? What I've been doing to nerd out. Um, I've been getting into a few more video games. I think I've been replaying the Spider-Man on PS4 cause I never finished that. And with the new one coming out, I want to get that PS5 so bad. I was hoping that you would say you finished Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I've been watching I, Mandalorian. Uh, I did none of that during quarantine. Like, I feel like, when when was the last time you were reigning Star Wars trivia champion? You know, it's been a while. Oh, okay. Well, so at our old uh, work, we used to do Star Wars trivia, and I won every time. So uh, I was banned oh. from from doing it, um, gotcha. and so I became like the the MC of the Star Wars trivia event. And I would so like you're the Ken Jennings of stuff. So like 2018, <laughs> 17, 12, eight. I think Got I think it. around the time that. Um, What's that? The Force Awakens comes. Oh, came that's out. when it went downhill. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was the last one of those that we had. And with that, I think we should move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, before we leave the introductions, um, I just need to remind everybody that uh, my wife, producer Lindsay, is doing the Lord's work and uh, keeping my dogs away from us right now, so that we can continue recording this. So thank you, producer Lindsay, for being out there and doing this. Um, with that, let's just talk about this episode really quick. Before we get into spoilers, I just wanted to see what kind of impressions you guys had on the heiress. And again, let's not spoil it. We can spoil that a few minutes later. <laughs> What I mean, this is this is what we've been waiting for, right? This season, yeah, at least I've been waiting for. You got the you got the action, but more importantly, you got the story progressing. Um, I guess in a meaningful way. Hmm. I felt like this yeah. this episode had some impact, had some weight. I mean, it's like season three of last or episode three of last season. That was like the big, one of the bigger I, episodes for sure. I I understand where you're coming from. And when we get into spoiler talks, I will, I will point out how I believe that it had no more story than the other two episodes, but uh, it it had a different kind of story. Um, but I I actually really loved the episode because it referenced a lot of of Dave Filoni's previous works. Um, yeah. So, which is why I'm always pushing Clone Wars and and Rebels to people because. Everything Dave Filoni is creating in Star Wars is the new real canon in Star Wars. Yeah. And <laughs> and 
he is got a level of continuity that is just on point. And every time we watch an episode of Mandalorian, I do the diligence of uh, going back and on Disney Plus, and I find every other piece of uh, historical information to to pull that's relevant to that episode. Today, I spent about six or seven hours watching specific oh episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, and it's because there's a specific person that's referenced. And when I watched those episodes today, I was just blown away by how amazing the continuity is for this, this story leading all the way through to this episode of The Mandalorian. And it's, it's cool. Um, so for me, this was one of my favorite ones so far of the season, but I, I don't think it was any much or much more story for the Mando than any of the other previous ones, really just a little bit. Like I, I felt this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, on team Kelly right here. Yeah. I, I think not only did you get like a step closer, um, with you know, well, you got you got the, you got the incremental steps that you've gotten yeah. in the last two episodes. Too. Last last episode, you didn't get anything. You didn't get no. He got no. sent. He got side, sent. Side he got sent on the way to the planet. There's like a topless gonna... frog lady. That's all he got. Yeah, last episode was like, here's the step, and then I'm gonna take this side step over here and not get to that step. So this this week we actually got to that step, and but it also set up bigger stuff that's gonna come I back feel like to dennis's point down the line this one felt like super mcu in the sense where you have all these characters um some of which that we know from other things that their past just crossed for this one event but they're kind of still doing their own things with uh so i i can tell you guys are biting your lips because you really really want to talk about the things that happened in this one and i know why because Spoiler. it was really juicy so let's get into spoilers and Do it. I will give my brief recap for, you know, for anybody who, who uh, needs to remember the, the main point of this episode or whatever. Uh, so anybody who hasn't seen the episode, go away now, come back. The whole point of this podcast is to talk about the show that we just watched. So please don't listen to us if you've never watched the show. Uh, with that, the my hot take on this episode was this is the one where we get confirmation that Mando was brainwashed as a kid. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like I sent you in the chat, like right after I watched them, like the Mandalorian's a member of the Westboro Baptist church. Like <laughs> he's super on the deep end. He, um, I, I, I told you guys, or I told you Ricky a year ago, I told you uh, when we were having our arguments about, is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? I is went to the Boba Django Fett website, a, the fan site, and they said no. But that's not my point. I, I don't <laughs> care what I don't care what the fan site <laughs> says about Boba Fett. Uh, the point is, um, without, this changes it. Question, without question, yeah. no, it doesn't change anything. For me, it didn't change anything. Um, without question, uh, fans of of this new show just accepted what they were given at face value, which was really strange to me because like this has never been what we've seen of Mandalorian culture right. in anything. And so it, it cracked me up that people were just saying, Oh, these are real Mandalorians. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, what about Bo-Katan? And what about Prey Vizsla? Yeah. And, you know, like, and all of these other characters that we've seen at, even before Clone Wars, We've seen, you know, other ones. Yes, Boba Fett never took his helmet off, but Boba Fett also got to be in like five minutes of Star Wars ever or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, even Django, we saw Django take his and, – and and that's been the argument that people have yeah. been using. That, oh, he's not a real Mandalorian. Dude, there's no such thing as a real Mandalorian. Like it's not – there's just – you wear Mandalorian armor – you're at least somehow related to a Mandalorian, you know, like 
so I really appreciated that this episode finally addressed that there are divergent cultures happening among them in mm-hmm. this universe. Um, because it's they've Filoni has planted the seeds for this throughout his entire Mandalorian storyline in Clone Wars and Rebels. And I just want to point out uh, that a large part of that storyline in Clone Wars involved John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau was the main antagonist in the Mandalorian storyline. Right. He was oh, Prey yeah. Isla. Yeah. Yeah. He was I the guy running yeah. Death Watch, which I believe Children of the Watch. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. I I, I, yeah. I, I kinda it's very similar to what I said in um our first podcast for the the first one for this season, where this kind of gives us the best of both, like in the terms of how they handled the Boba Fett situation, the fans kind of got to see that armor do the things that you wanted to see, but it still opened that door for Boba Fett to exist in this world. And the way they handled the Mandalorian situation, I think kind of gave us that same best of both worlds feel where it's like, well, this is just like different parts of their culture. Like these guys do this thing. The other guys do one thing, but there's a line in there where Bo-Katan um she says like or she makes a comment about mandalore how it's she wants to take it back and mando's like it's a dump now it's gone and she's like that's what they want you to believe it's a curse you know it's those little um narratives are super interesting because like who do you believe who is right oh yeah you have an unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. yeah well um i just wanted to you know rub your rub your nose in it for a second before we moved on uh let's talk about light side dark side let's talk about the things that we love the most about this episode and then let's talk about the things that you know may have missed the mark a little bit um obviously my favorite thing about this episode was bo katan uh played by katie sackoff returning i'm pretty sure that was a big one for you guys too i know kelly is a big fan of katie sackoff from battlestar galactica as well uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Katie Sackoff played Bo-Katan Kreese in all 13 episodes of the car, the animated series that she, the character appeared in. Yeah. So she's always been there. Um, she actually was originally not planned for the her first episode because, uh, I mean, Dave Filoni was writing Clone Wars all the time back then. But I read a fun fact that he inserted the character into the storyline because he had cool ideas that he wanted to do with her for season five of Clone Wars. And so um, I can go into a deep dive, but uh, I just want to see what you guys think about this first before I completely just dump my Bo-Katan knowledge all <laughs> over mean, you guys. She looked like Bo-Katan. I mean, that's something. Uh, How do you, you know could... what Bo-Katan looks like? Did you look I've, her up? Is that I what looked you did? it up, yeah. Okay. Uh, they the the jump from from cartoon to this was really well done. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they handled that yeah. great, especially the hair. I feel like the hair was gonna be a little tricky, and they they got that down with the headband. Yeah. No, she's she was she was great. Um, and I I'm really I'm really happy that John Favreau uh, brought Katie Sackoff in for that because mm-hmm. I like I wish it sure. was just a given. I wish it was just a given that this actor comes in because they played the character on the show. Mm. Uh, but I know that Rosario Dawson's going to be playing Ahsoka yeah. Tano. And I'm not mad about that. I just, nah. uh, it is kind of a bummer to know that the voice that we've associated for so long with Ashley Eckstein will yeah. not be the person what if they, we what if they dub her? No, that would be really <laughs> insulting That's what they did for Rosario for, Dawson. For Solo. You know that, right? Uh, when uh when uh darth maul the darth maul at the end of solo oh. is ray park oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no uh, that the i voice know is, uh, the voice actor. i know and but yeah. i think ray right park gets done dirty all yeah. the time in hollywood though like he yeah. poor guy well he's no plays snake eyes and then like mm-hmm. he's not even good enough to play snake eyes anymore apparently like that's i think that's just twitter rude. canceled canceled him a few months back <laughs> oh really okay yeah. uh, i don't i don't know the details <laughs> yeah, of that. i didn't hear about that yeah <laughs> Um, but no, I really loved, so, so what I was saying earlier, guys, is, uh, I know, I know you guys are saying that this, this moved the story a lot. I don't think it moved Mando's story a lot. I think it moved the Mandalorian's 
story okay. a lot. Like the the story of the, gra- the greater Mandalorian culture, which has been a story that Filoni and Favreau have been seeding for so long. This is a continuation of that story. So now we get to know what the real Mandalorians, the ones that matter to the larger Star Wars universe are doing. Because like, let's be real, like Mando doesn't do much for the greater narrative. Maybe eight years from now, when we find out that baby Yoda is actually the one that tampered with Palpatine's clones and made them inferior so that they were destined to fail in the stupid series that came later, you know, who knows, but like Din Djarin has not made a big, you know, imprint on the star Wars universe. The part of the fun of his, his story is that he's kind of just navigating through space and, and going on these fun little side quests and stuff. So yes, as far as his side quest, yes, he's another step. He's another step forward, like forward, but he just keeps meeting cooler people than him and then love, saying like, and then saying goodbye to him goodbye to them afterwards his whole this whole season it's like hey can you show me where my other mandalorian friends are yeah but you gotta help me rob this bank first you know yeah you gotta help me kill this dragon exactly yeah <laughs> so so what i think's interesting about him and 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 this and this series is that like we're getting these continuations of bigger stories that are, or, or seeds of like knowing what happened to the empire after, but uh, we're getting them through the eyes of, of this guy that now the audience has just learned everything he perceived as a real has not been the truth. You know what I mean? So like, that's a very adult mature way to, to like approach them because like, the previous shows, you know, like Clone Wars and, and Rebels, it's like, oh, let's go on fun adventures with Obi-Wan and Anakin, but let's meet all these cool characters, you know, like, and it's cool. And then and then on Rebels, let's create some new Jedis and some new important characters that form the rebellion, but let's meet, let's check back in on these really cool characters, you know? So all the time that we've, we've seen these characters before, it's cool characters that are important to the universe meeting cool characters that are important to the universe. Yeah. Now it's just this schlub that's like, Hey, Hey, you know, like I like him. Don't get me wrong. I How really do you? like him, <laughs> but the guy has no sense of what's real anymore. You know what I mean? True. And True. he's yeah, not he even, he's not even, pre- like- he's not even prepared to process that because like yeah. the whole time I've been like, no, I've never seen this. This is the way crap before. Like, this is weird. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's just yeah, my... He drank the Kool-Aid, clearly. Well, so... I <laughs> well, mean, he was, he was put in a position where he couldn't have a choice. Bit, he didn't have a choice, right? He, he well, was, yeah. He I mean, he, he was rescued as a, as a child. Yeah. yeah. Like, who's yeah. to say, though, that what he's learned is not what a true Mandalorian is, you know, yeah. like to him, that's, that's, that's his whole world. Well, right? but I, I would say, I would say, I would say that I am to say that what he learned is not because <laughs> the reality is, is the second he meets a Mandalorian who takes their helmet off, he wants to kill them. That is a bad reaction to have to well, another it's like, person. It's like we're taking Nod, the helmet off. The conversation Nas had in episode one where, that whole episode changed the perception of what Tusken Raiders are. You know, yeah. we have always seen them as violent creatures of Tatooine. And then yeah. we see Mando like interact with them as people. And you come to find out they're actually people. They have families. They have little, you know. Well, I mean, we learned a, that that's in a fair point. Two. Yeah. Yeah. But for, you know, it, it flips it on its head of showing us the other side of the that coin, you know. Yeah. I may it's fair in episode two. Yeah, it's it's fair in that like in mainstream media, we've mostly just seen Mandalorians being hyper violent, you know, characters. And and mm-hmm. in fairness, Bo Katan and her night owls were hyper violent in this episode, but um there is more to them, you know, like she is on a mission. She has a very specific thing she's trying to do. Uh she's trying to unite the people of the Mandal of the planet Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've gone through a lot of bad stuff, 
in the in the galaxy because of the empire so she's now taking the opportunity to, now that the empire is supposedly done you know she's trying to reunite her people uh, i would like to point out the the fun thing that um i i think what made me the happiest to see her is when the show showed us the dark saber for the first time at the end of this for the first season there was an implication about that. You know, I yeah. nerded out with you I mean, uh, you about the fact that, oh, that is the symbol of the true ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. But usually you take it by killing the previous one. So, like, it's usually a trial by combat thing. So when I saw Moff Gideon with it, there was an assumption because Bo-Katan is the last owner of the Darksaber, which you would know if you'd watched Rebels. <laughs> um I knew uh, that actually. Okay. Well, so she was she was uh she was meant to rule the people after she was gifted um the dark saber not through combat. She was given to it because all of the clans of the Mandalorian uh people at the time kind of voted for her to be their ruler. And so when I saw that sword last season, I was like, oh, well, Okay. No, she died. <laughs> I guess that's well, a way of saying she died, you know. But now When did the Great Purge happen though? That was after she became the the ruler, right? So the Great Purge I think happened sometime between episode 4, sorry, 2 and 3, mo- right? Movies movies Star Wars episode yeah. 4. Um I believe no, I believe the Purge is is more recent. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, the, that was my assumption is, though when I saw him yeah. with the, the dark saber. I thought he. So he sometime, kind of sometime between the last Mandalore. eight, eight and yeah. five, between the last eight and five years, I believe, yeah. is when this purge would have occurred. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because pre pre uh, original trilogy, uh, there was a lot more Mandalorians okay. during the clo- yeah, during yeah, the Clone yeah. Wars time, uh, but the Clone Wars. Like towards the end of it is where things got weird and stuff, but yeah. But just to be clear, so Bo-Katan is not like super young. She actually, right. uh, she actually existed in the Clone Wars and started out as a bad guy. She was, she was. I'm doing my deep dive now, by the way, just in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> so she Love. should be Obi Obi Wan's age. No, she would have. She was younger than Obi Wan in the Clone Wars. She's maybe um, so she age, was. Though. She was. Yeah, she's more like Anakin's age. Yeah, so she was kind of a lackey. That's for, still um, old. <laughs> I mean, a little younger than Anakin, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she was basically the right hand man of um, Previsla. and he was the he was the the leader of Death Watch was which was a group of exiles that were kicked off of uh, Mandalore and sent to the moon of Concordia um, because they were all into uh, bringing back the ancient warrior ways of Mm. their people. And Mandalore was trying to be like a civil planet and like, you know, be part of the galactic (laughs) Republic and be like, you know, diplomatic and negotiating and stuff. And meanwhile, you got death watch and they're like, we should kill our enemies and blah, 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 you know? So, you cannot be called Death Watch and pass <laughs> I know you can't. Which one works peaceful? That's one? fair. That's, that's fair. You know, so um, and you know, so we got to meet like the Duchess Satine throughout Clone Wars, and she was the the noble ruler of of Mandalore at the time, who also apparently had like a loving relationship with Obi Wan. I think I think Bo's was on. I think was. That is both that's Bo Katan's sister. Yeah. yeah. So you find out like through the progression of the story that Bo Katan was uh, on opposite sides of the 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 political debate with Satine because at the time it was a a political debate, but it just got off the rails. And at some point, Prey Vizsla just started killing people and trying military coups and. And usurping, uh, you know, the throne that the, the Duchess sat on and and then uh, they, you know, the Jedi would come and help them because, I mean, you don't mess with Obi-Wan's girlfriend, you know, like, yeah, you just don't. That's right. And so, uh, you know, they'd kick him back off the, the planet and stuff. And then next thing you know, this is all canon, by the way, I'm not Darth just making Maul. stuff up. Yeah. Next thing you know, 
Prey Vizsla discovers Darth, Va- Darth Maul at some point, and him and Bo-Katan are like, dude, let's rescue this 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 Sith because he hates the Jedi, and I hate right, the, Jedi. the Jedi. Are protecting and if, the people, and if people, we so. team up, we can use him to wreck to take over Mandalore, and then we'll get rid of him afterwards. And then, like, they have their evil, like, mustache twirling moments where they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Like, I'm saying Bo-Katan was full-on evil back then in the in the, in the the cartoon. And then, surprise, surprise, they're not able to manipulate Darth Maul. <laughs> uh, so he ends up but, – but, but before that, I mean, he plays along with them. Darth Maul ends up creating a shadow collective – uh, an underground network of all criminal organizations in the galaxy. Um, which and we saw then, in Solo. Which we did see in Solo, yeah. right? Is that he is the mastermind behind all of the crime networks. or the, the yeah. yeah. And then uh, after he does that, he's like, eh, I don't really think this Prey Vizsla guy is going to work out. And so he kills him, takes the Darth Sa- the Darksaber, and becomes the new ruler of Mandalore. And then he lures obi-wan back to the planet and he's like check this out bro and then he murders he murders his girlfriend in front of him yeah and so uh it's only then for some reason that bo katan is like whoa this got way out of control like i did not (laughs) see this coming you know and so ever since then bo katan has tried to fight on the side of right you know like Mm -hmm. she's tried to she's tried to make up for the the things that that she didn't re- I mean, she slaughtered a lot of people back then too. Um, but you know, she ends up teaming up with Ahsoka and she's Gamora. Uh, she's basically Gamora. No, I would say the Mando is Gamora. <laughs> the Mando was raised to believe like mm. something that is just not true. Yeah. And and has been an instrument of destruction this whole time. I think, I, I think, think I think I think Bo Katan. <laughs> I think Bo Katan made made her own choices. Uh, Gamora wasn't allowed to make the choice. You know what I mean? Gamora was yeah. like, I mean, Gamora's just like, I guess I want to live. You know, the same way yeah. Din Din was. You know, like, I guess I go with you people now because you're saving me from droids. You yeah, know, Din's almost more like Nebula though. He really like embraced the philosophy and all that but yeah. mm, i don't know i feel like i feel like if we're doing if we're going down this weird comparison, <laughs> i don't think it really fits all that well I, yeah <laughs> but i would say i would say bokatan is more than nebula because she she totally bought into it of her own free will for a long time and then and mm. then rejected it completely uh and and realized that the, everything she did was wrong and she has to pay a penance for that um okay but but she still totally has that bad side, you know, like, I mean, Bo-Katan kicks some serious ass in that episode. She was yeah, shady she in this episode too, right? She yeah. like altered the deal and all that. Yeah. That was she... cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and she was smart enough to recognize, uh, you know, what cult the Mando was from. And when she realized that she's like, well, I'm clearly not going to be able to correct his brain today. Like she didn't I even might as well. I might as well make good use out of him. And so she just starts dropping this is the way on him, even though that is not her ideology. She totally used him. She is a manipulator. Yeah. But but I mean, like, you know. But she had really I, cool armor, though. My God. She did have cool armor. She had the night owl's armor. armor. Yeah. yeah so awesome. Yeah. When uh, my wife saw it, she's like, is that Sabine? And I'm like, no, that's not Sabine. So I was like. I was like, wait, I recognize this. And then as soon as the helmet came off, I'm like, are there? It's Bo-Katan. Yeah, it was spinning image like from yeah. animation to live action. Are oh, owls just a yeah. thing in Star Wars? Like, No, it was the night owls. Was uh, owls, owls are a thing in Star Wars. Actually. Like the actual animal. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's yeah, weird. I mean, That's lazy. Oh, yeah? There's what about the owls. fish? What about the fish? What about the frog people? Mm. What about the fish and frog people? And they straight up call yeah, them but frog a fish people. Is a, a fish. A fish. An owl uh, is a specific bird. A fish is a fish. An owl is a specific... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. There's been uh, falcons and the Millennium Falcon, right? I mean, yeah, okay. yeah it's called the Millennium Falcon. Sure. Sure. Okay. 
But speaking of the night owls, though, I thought that was um, like a female-only group that Bo-Katan started. I no? I don't think so. No, I just saw okay. the night owls today. Might have been mistaken. Uh, and and it just seemed like I think uh, the night owls are her rebranding of Death Watch because she had all this Death Watch yeah. gear and stuff, and she's like, "Well, if I just paint the logo a little differently, <laughs> I can." You know, she's trying to make use again. Like we've we've learned. Uh, you know, many times these are these this armor is is has been in their families for generations. So yeah. you, you don't get to just replace it it's, unless unless you make a big score like the Mando. So you just decorate it differently whenever you can, whenever you have a change of ideology or philosophies <laughs> on life. Yeah, just put a new yeah. symbol on your shoulder and you're good. The other people yeah. rolling with her, those are all new characters, right? They are new. Uh, one of them was uh, Sasha Banks, right, from WWE. Uh yeah. yeah, well she's credited as Mercedes uh, Casey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Sasha Banks. Um, I think uh, I forgot that one's name. Was Wolf um, something or no? No. His last. The name other is one was something Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have that in front of me somewhere, but uh, no, it was. I mean, it was fun to see new Mandalorians and stuff, but like, yeah, they're just rolling with a crew. I know she's got a bigger crew. It was Cosca Reeves and Axe yeah. Wolves. Axe Wolves Axe. were the two. Yeah, were the two characters. Um, yeah, I hadn't like I hadn't really seen e- either actors in much previously. So um, this actually this episode actually used a lot of unknown actors. Um, I was looking up everybody left and right. The only one that was familiar to me was the uh, the captain, captain the guy. Imperial captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what else? Uh, what? Are, sorry, I, I took a lot of time with, oh, with the, the big the, hole, the man. Is a big is a big what? Rabbit hole. Oh, it was a rabbit hole. But I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I know that's gonna hole. that's gonna that's gonna be important. Like, I, I yeah. want at, at a, yeah. as a takeaway, at least, I want our audience to understand that Bo-Katan uh, is the true ruler of Mandalore, and is the rightful owner of that dark they saber. They end this episode in a way where that and door his friends is with Ahsoka wide Tana. open. Like, they can it's revisit a- this at the end of the season, or they can come back to this next season. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is part it, of a larger story yeah, that's it, just beginning. It makes me excited because uh, I think we're going to get... I don't know why. I just really love the characters in rebels and I want to see them in live action form so <laughs> bad. Uh, and I know Ahsoka technically is a rebels character also, but she, she was first from clone wars and so is Bo-Katan. So I just want to see like an actual rebels character on the Ezra. show for some reason. I don't think we're getting Ezra. No, um, but, but that's where but, Ahsoka but, was going right at the end. Well, Ahsoka and Sabine were, yeah. were going to find Ezra. To yes. Find so we might find out what happened on that quest. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what else? Uh, what what other what other things were like your big moments for you guys? All the action stuff was awesome. <laughs> like uh, just mowing down squads and squads of stormtroopers, just the four of them in that you know their ship. That was that amazing. little Mando squad. Is they were just like a unit moving through. They the were like ship. a D D group, man. It was great. I like I like that even though they were a, a, a effective unit, like and they kept imposing themselves on Din, right? Like they like yeah. every time he'd, he'd be there. like, "Okay, thanks for your bye." Is like he's like. They just showed up and saved him from pirates that were going to try and feed him to like a water sarlacc. I, like, there's like a million different, <laughs> there's, there's a, a brother, million different things yeah, with that yeah. same mouth. A mama core is what they called it. But like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but they just show up and totally save him and then blow up the pirate ship. And he's like, see ya later. <laughs> and then like an hour later, another guy shows up. He's like, you killed my brother. And then they just show up out of nowhere. No, I did, you know, and, and they just do it again. They just keep like defending the Mando just because he yeah. looks at, he looks cool, I guess. And- I, that was one of my dark side moments. Like I did not want them to do sex machina and save him. Uh, I mean, they show when he yeah. lands on the docks, you see like, the ship blowing up, right? 
Yeah, no, but like back on the on the boat, like he was oh. useless in that water. Like I was oh, like, for sure. and then like after they pull him out, he's just like, <laughs> like come on, save Get save your the breath. kid, you're, you're save, save my kid. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> get in there yourself and save him. Yeah, this the is the way thing his flamethrower couldn't get him out of. He, did yeah. he use it? He not this episode, no. oh, but he was in water. Man. He was trapped in water. What was he gonna do? Yeah, that's true. But I. I I did like that we got to see how cool it would be, you know, if we had four of them. I really, I really appreciated that, you know, th- when they took their helmets off, he immediately went crazy, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he was ready to kill them, right? Like I said, and and I was thinking to myself, no, these are, these are three you do not want to mess with. Like, this, <laughs> is, this is not going to go the same way as it did with Timothy Oliphant. Just <laughs> do not. Do not try to take these three on. Yeah, he didn't even uh, want to talk to them after that. He was just like, later. I know. It's like, yeah. I and mean, and I I like that. These guys that, that he's talk got an he's got an internal dialogue going on right now, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get tiny tiny glimpses of that for the rest of the season because he's gonna start unraveling, right? And that helmet's coming off again before the season's over. I mean, do you think it'll stay sure. off? I think it's gonna come off more often. Yeah, I think it is. I'm happy. I'm happy because Eventually, like yeah. that is just yeah. such a crappy way to live life, man. Like it just that's just sad. Now Pedro uh, Pascal is gonna have to show up to work. Can't <laughs> <laughs> just mean, voice it in. That's fair. Yeah. <sighs> what um, what do you guys think about the uh, Baby Yoda whole thing? That's been going on in the internet for like the last week. Oh, the the eating the the kids. Ah, oh, man, the internet has blown up on Baby Yoda. They've turned on him because he ate uh, <laughs> really? unfertilized eggs, and man. people are equating that to abortion, basically. I mean, uh, and it's I so ate weird because like, chicken eggs this morning for breakfast. Exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like. That's and exactly it's not what like, it was. yeah. And it's like those things are even colored the same color as like ikura, like the the like row <laughs> that you would put on your sushi and stuff. You mm. know what I mean? Like right. we eat those all the time, guys. Yeah. Like all the time. I think the last episode is going to end where he's going to throw up the eggs and they're going <laughs> to hatch into these little no frog because no, they're unfertilized, man. No, no, no they're unfer- they're unfertilized, and that that theory has already you been. You don't know the anatomy of a baby Yoda. I know they eat a lot because they're hungry, not because yeah. they like to die, like regurgitate fully, you know, gestated babies later. I know that, that I know. <laughs> I know that when Yoda was looking for a candy bar, it wasn't to turn it into a baby later. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm happy to see that like, what I got out of this was because I did see that's you're not the first person to have said, I hope baby Yoda regurgitates a bunch of, you know, safe, you know, safely <laughs> kept eggs. And because, you know, he was doing, he was trying to help. No, that, that has been on the internet for a while because people can't accept mm-hmm. the idea of him just eating babies, but like, or not, not babies, <laughs> but you know what I mean? We joked about it being babies last week, but yeah. they're not babies. But the, the funny thing about it is like, why would he know any better? Yeah. Yeah. Until now. Right. I think what's really cool is mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, yeah. he got to see what comes from those eggs, you know, and he, he now has a different, you could see it in him. He has a different appreciation for life. Uh, maybe it's cause like, you know, he was way more into eating that tadpole like who knows why he was grabbing at it? Hey, little thing hatch, I'll get more food in the end. Yeah, exactly. Right now he understands. <laughs> now he understands how farms work. You know, you don't you don't just do the eggs. Like no, but seriously though, like it was it was. I don't think this is the thing that people wanted to redeem him for last week. I don't think he needed redemption from last week. I think he's an innocent creature that doesn't understand the the ways of man or whatever or like and and is not uh subject to our our uh moral you know uh concerns like he doesn't understand that 
frog lady even made those eggs, right? Like, she, this is just as far as he's concerned, she's carrying a bo- a, a bowl of Cheetos, or you know, like it doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, so, he hasn't even learned to speak yet, so like yeah. he's way down there on like yeah. just learning out things. Like he can walk, yeah. but doesn't use language yet so i mean that's how you're gonna understand complex yeah systems like that (laughs) dumb baby i mean he's not dumb he's just a baby exactly but i did i did like getting the impression that maybe he's got a new respect for certain types of life so you notice like at the end of the episode he eats that little spider squid thing whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's only after he watched one of the mandalorians eat one earlier so like he's slurping up the tentacle the exact same way that uh, sasha sasha banks was Um, i love when he's eating the soup and the little (laughs) squid comes on the face and then mando just stabs the squid (laughs) so good that's the second alien reference we've had in two episodes yeah the, the face hugger yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, I think, but, so, but I think, so I think that's, but I think that's a bigger tell about the universe, right? Is that we can't be judging them for whatever decisions they make because they live in a universe where things like that exist. You know, where your right. food might jump out and bite you. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't think we can really be holding them up to our standards for how yeah. they behave and stuff. No. Um, no. I just thought it was funny that, like, I mean, this might not cell phones on Star Wars. Like, hey, can you call Ahsoka real quick? Let him know I'm coming. (laughs) Seriously, that's true. (laughs) And yet they do have cell phones. They just don't use them that way. Well, you got to call after nine. So, yeah, like walkie-talkies, kind of long range. (laughs) Um, what about you guys? I mean, you you talked about the story progress earlier. Do you want to go in more into depth? Like, if you really think it pushed the needle, it did. I mean, we got to see Moff Gideon again. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, it's, it's not only is it just like one small incremental step towards his, him completing his mission. Um, but it's the first step in the bigger, the bigger picture. You got Bo-Katan trying to find Gideon with the dark saber and Gideon's trying to find the Mandalorian cause he has the child and it, they got to come back to that. Man. pieces coming together. Yeah. You know, you know why I naysay. I, 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 it's because I don't want that story. <laughs> I don't want the Jedi to come into the story and take over like oh. they do every freaking Star Wars story ever. Um, I want the story that that is just Mando and a Force sensitive little, you know, Mogwai going all over the universe and having zany adventures and eating random things and killing bad guys and stuff. That's what I want, and so I don't like when they push it in that direction that I know a large percentage of the population does want. You got to sell toys. You could sell toys without oh, doing yeah, that. Totally, yeah. You think people aren't going to buy a frog lady toy? Come on. They're going <laughs> to buy a frog lady toy. They're good. Yeah. yeah. They're going to buy a Corin bartender toy too, like just because <laughs> – I wanted that guy to be somebody, but he was not when I looked him up. I just wanted him to be as cool as as the weak way in the in the first episode. Mm, I just wanted to be yeah. a, have him be a secret, you know, celebrity. But he wasn't to my knowledge. No. Yeah. And he's dead now. <laughs> yes. Did the bartender die? Well, was it the bartender? I thought because there was like the server guy. He was Mon Calamari. Oh. I mean, you might just be racist. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I did I like that that, that planet was full of Quarrens and Moncals, right? Yeah, they're supposed to hate each other, it, right? Well, because it, it was a water planet, right? And like that's yeah. where they, they're from. Mon Calamari right. is a water planet that's primarily consisting of the two races, right? Yeah. Um, so it was cool to – It makes so. sense yeah, why the smart people go too. Well, yeah. to be fair, they were frequently at war with each other during the Clone Wars. We don't know. Yeah, they kept uh, choosing different sides. The separatists. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mean empire. that they're still yeah. necessarily. You know. I do want to say, um, there was a lot. I thought a theme in this one was family. 
And not only are the frog people starting a new line, you've got Bo-Katan and her family lineage and her trying to reclaim It's called the heiress, well. right? Yep. There you it's go. Called the heiress, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. family of Mando and Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, well, is he going to really give him up to the Jedi once he, like, next episode, he's oh, say he know, meets Ahsoka. Yeah, like, it would be so really cool. Say, oh, see you later. Come on. What if, what if he gave Baby Yoda to the Jedi and then dipped out and then we just got more adventures of Din Djarin without <laughs> Baby Yoda? Yeah. That could work. That's, that's not going to happen. Dad style. I would tune in. That ain't going to happen. He's hey, stuck Ahsoka, to that baby. I'm going to go to the the corner store real quick peace <laughs> no. i'm gonna pick up some cigarettes i'll be back in an hour <laughs> milking cigarettes yeah um i think i think that it's probably time we, we head over to yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. section and Too that's where time. we just talk about the little things that don't really matter to the larger story but they matter to us in the same way that stupid midichlorians matter to ricky um they're gonna come back it's gonna happen. I mean, if anything, Never next couple episodes, not while gonna... Filoni's running the show, man. Yeah, dude, not while the only reason why I say they will is because episode three. No, when you, he gives man re- baby no, Yoda you, back. No, you got to talk about that in episode three. You don't get to talk about it again. They're scanning him for something. What are they scanning him for? Mm-hmm. For his baby Yoda DNA. Oh, they're checking to see if he's force sensitive. I'm just saying, calling it. It's fine. They're dead. They're dead to us. I mean, that's the true Lucas's true vision. Anyways, the way he's willing to defend this does tell me that it's time to talk about the minutia of Star Wars. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's just talk about the little things that um, were just special to us and don't have to be special to anybody else. Um, I have one that we almost touched on. We got so close to it. Um, so that squid you guys were talking about that jumped out of the food, mm-hmm. that was a squid dish served by a quarren in a tavern full of quarrens. The quarrens who are squid people eat tiny squids. Was it a squid or like an octopus? Oh man, you're kind of splitting hairs at this I point. Mean... You know, yeah. if I'm Davy Jones, actually, I mean, Davy Jones is technically like an octopus, more so too. <laughs> when I brought that up, um, my wife was telling me that's basically the same as like there are tribes of people that eat monkey, and yeah. I was like, that's fair. That is fair. Close relatives. Um, yeah. So I just, again, I don't think we can judge Baby Yoda for wanting to eat frogs' eggs because they're not even Yoda eggs. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, what about you guys? A lot of people are going to recognize the ATAT bottom half <laughs> that pulled them out of the the water that there. Cool. That was that was cool. It's dope seeing like imperial. I mean, I guess it's not imperial tech. It's just the same manufacturer, I guess. Right? It could be repurposed imperial tech. Yeah, it, it could like be repurposed. Yeah. It could have been like you know. I mean, the war's over, so you gotta you gotta take the stuff and repurpose it however you can. But I, I enjoyed seeing that. That did that did remind me of something though that I thought was really funny, is uh, Star Wars safety protocols are really all over the place. I just want to point out when that guy was landing, when the Mando was landing that ship, <laughs> he was coming in hot. Yeah. And I kept waiting for the port to like open fire on him yeah. because yeah. they're just like on the radio. Hey man, you're coming in hot. Slow down. Slow down. And it's like you don't have anything to stop a ship from just crashing on your right. port. I mean, this is a black market like hub. Like I guess. But why you know what's even... hilarious? Yeah. Is later on they make a reference, like when the Imperials are trying to take off, mm-hmm. they make a reference that they're not allowed to go into ascend into uh, atmosphere yeah. until, until they, they leave the harbor. Yeah. So it's like they clearly got some rules. It's yeah. just weird that you don't have rules about landing. And How instead, they just instead you just got a walker that picks you up out of the yeah. out of the water after you crash. 
Aren't, I don't uh, think I saw any like law enforcement there at all. Right? No, that's There's fair. No, like, You're right. Guards You're right. or anything to enforce anything. Yeah, I would Maybe like not. to point out one more safety measure before you you jump in, Ricky. <laughs> I laughed so hard at they're in the cargo control room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, man. and then the pause, and then he's like, "Oh," and then boom. That's great. Oh man. <laughs> You guys need to childproof your cargo control room <laughs> buttons, guys. That was ridiculous. That was so ridiculous. But what were we going to say, Ricky? Uh, back to Mando's like beat up ship landing. Like, aren't Mon Calamari supposed to be like really good, like repair people and like repair them? Yeah. yeah, they are. Like, that's their thing. That's why they pilot the. I mean, aren't the ships on Calamari? I think you're being kind of racist, though, right? Like, they can't. Oh, all yeah, be. totally. They but can't all be. He they are. They are known. The, yeah. The, the first guy he meets is a mechanic. They built, they built the they frigates, built right? The, the, the frigates. Yeah. yeah. Calamari cruisers that are in the that are in the rebellion. Yeah. Yep. He picked the worst dude to fix his ship. He really. Yeah. He really. He really, really did. That's great. <laughs> he really did. That that was. I paid that, you a thousand credits. <laughs> that ship was tied together literally with ropes. It was great. literally. Like that was amazing, yeah. Uh, and the oh, then when he went off into hyperspeed, and there's like part and of then it a piece fall, yeah, a piece falls off, literally, yeah. That was so great. Yeah. Any more, Kelly? Definitely loved the um, all the stormtrooper chatter uh, when they were on the ship. They're like, "Look over there, blast him!" Like totally stormtrooper lines from Return of the Jedi. Um, there were like was, a lot of sound bits from past Star Wars movies, like when right, Bo-Katan yeah, gets off yeah. her helmet, you yeah. hear the Darth Vader like hiss. Yeah. Um, some of the engine noises that uh, the Razor Crest makes were like straight up Millennium Falcon sounds. Yeah. The uh, I got one other minor thing, and that's the um, the three uh, coins that he gives the the server in the in the bar. Are oh yeah, the three mon calamari credits that he gets from grief back grief Harga, i think it's right? like the very first episode right i think you're the right first episode, yeah. he's I like think you're right. all i got is this mon calamari credits he's like, oh, he's like what am i gonna do yeah. with this right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty that's a pretty cool see that continuity is out of control on this in this universe um speaking of continuity uh I thought it was really weird that we got to see an Imperial captain that did not have a British accent. That is the only one with a British accent. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's a f- no, but I'm saying captains. I've definitely seen lower. Yeah. lower is that a first? You know, yeah. I, I cannot remember seeing one in all of rebels in all of uh, clone wars. I loved his like cyanide shot. Yeah, cap. I know thing. I was going to, yeah, I was going to oh point that God, out too. Cool. Like, I was, that's another thing we've never seen, right? Like, I feel like I got to believe they lost a really good one today because they lost like their only one that can order them beers at like an American restaurant or something <laughs> like that. Um, and yeah, he's rocking the cyanide, like electric I mean, teeth or whatever, you know, that just we've uh, never seen that, but we've seen like when people get shocked, it has that same, you see the bones kind of, and they did that same like effect. Yeah, that was, that was super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, he was played by uh, Titus Welliver, who's um, uh, the star of uh, Bosch on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. I've never watched the show, but I recognized him. I've seen him in other stuff too. Yeah, I recognized the yeah. face, but I didn't know his name. He's in every, always, every movie. Yeah. Right. Well, now he's in Star Wars. Well, he was, and now he's dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just that was a special one for me because I was like. You sound wrong, and and then I realized he's like, now that's racist. Well, Gideon doesn't have one either, right? And he's a moth. Oh, you're right, but he is a yeah, he is a moth. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but, but maybe you get the impression though, like, like he's got some history to him. I like, I think for me, I've I've always seen higher ranking people, like really higher ranking people. Uh, make it up there for some for whatever exceptions you know what i mean like there might be weird exceptions like like uh grievous got to be 
the, does, uh, the general of the entire yeah. army. What's the blue guy? He's not even he's not even human, right? Um, Who, who's the, the blue, blue guy? guy? What blue guy? Oh yeah, um, uh, uh, white suit, red and, eyes. Oh, why is he oh, escaping Thrawn? me? Yes, Thrawn. Yes, Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. Do you have an accent? Yes, yep. Thrawn okay. has an accent. Mm. Yes. I got my little side. Uh, the mechanic, uh, Mon Calamari, the nostrils of that puppet were puppeteered by Janina Gavanker, who is Iden Verso in Battlefront 2's campaign, which is oh, canon. She's awesome, yeah. Why did she puppeteer the nostrils? Apparently, she's friends <laughs> with the guy who was in the costume, and he does a lot of work in this type of thing and he's like hey you want to come puppeteer some nostrils i need a second puppeteer so they had a celebrity Sweet. puppeteer and they couldn't even like <laughs> i mean i'm not saying semi-famous as the bar wasn't tender. john malkovich i mean i'm hoping she comes into play at some point and eh, she could she, i mean it's awesome. right the timelines are are there yes i mean the, the game is canon though too right yeah, yeah the game's yeah. canon yeah. Ooh, the timeline's yeah. there she could play herself yeah that'd be really good yeah well i mean I, I do want to point that point out, like as I was rewatching every episode that included Bo-Katan, uh, it did bring me to watch two of the last episodes of uh, Clone Wars, which that was rough to watch again. Um, it's really good. But I just noticed as I was watching that, like without spoiling too much, because I think I believe that this weekend you guys are finally going to go watch those shows. Um, <laughs> Ahsoka actually makes friends with these two people who are like these these two sisters that are just you know one's a mechanic and the other one's kind of like a grifter kind of person and she ends up befriending them they go on a long adventure and stuff and then at the end of the adventure is when Bo-Katan shows up and is like hey Ahsoka I need your help on Mandalore we gotta you know we gotta go do stuff and I need a Jedi and so she's like says goodbye to her friends and uh she's like can i just leave my bike here and they're like okay you know implying that she's going to come back and then they leave and i realize after finishing the show i'm like they just left a giant loose thread in this show of these characters that we could meet later and they're played by actual famous actors like one of them is a uh, one of the women from orange is the new black who is a little older than the character she played in the show. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Dave Filoni, did you cast these people knowing that you're going to bring them back next year in the Mandalorian? Cause it's going to be super cool. Like, so yeah. I think, I think we're going to see more and more of these characters that we've seen in clone wars and, and rebels very soon. Like it's, it's, but it's fun to see that he casts like really established actors and stuff. So, um, and then like, you know, randomly we just get nobody's cast as like bartenders and Imperial people and stuff. I, and I'm probably offending the mothers of those nobodies somewhere. <laughs> like I apologize. They are totally watching this show. They matter to somebody. I mean, it's yes. like, uh, what do we say? John Favreau and his famous friends, right? Like it really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, hey, and Dave Filoni and and Dave Filoni and his famous friends too. So, yeah. But uh, do you guys have any more, any more little little ones that you want to add? I don't think so. No, I mean this is just this was a good, solid episode. Yeah. Like like this gonna, is up there with the prison episode for sure. We're gonna gonna put a bow on it. I think we should put a bow on it. All right, let's wrap this up and let's say that. You know, acknowledging that uh, five years down the line, you may think this was the dumbest episode in in the Mandalorian <laughs> storyline. Uh, but right now, on a scale of one to ten, we're going to start with Kelly first. What would you give this episode, and why? Thinking about this, I think I'd give it an eight point five. Um, Took my number. Yeah, it's a good number to give it. Really, it's 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 solid. So much action. It's got all this cool back lore from the the Clone Wars. And uh, I don't know. I I really liked how it alluded to something bigger. So, 
Solid 8.5. I want to say 8.5. I want to <laughs> say 9. Like, I'm thinking I liked a lot of this episode. I'm trying to think what those extra points are that I didn't like that knock it down. But, I mean, it's just solid all around. It's, for me at least, it gives me the story that I wanted. You got some great action scenes with the jetpacks and them taking the ship. Um, I'll say 9. I'm locking it at 9. We see a dark saber. I'll give it a, a ten. But. <laughs> uh, you mean the thing that you've never actually like seen in the, sh- the cartoons? Like I, I read Wikipedia. You... I know what it does. You read Wikipedia. <laughs> um, I will say uh, I will agree with Ricky, but I have you know maybe different reasons. I'm going to give this one a nine. I said last week that uh, I'll keep giving this show eights because it 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 engages me for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and I get to forget everything that's going on in the rest of the world and just live in star Wars. But I said, if the show ever pushes the story, uh, I will give it a nine or a 10. Now I'm giving it a nine, not because I think it pushed the story of the Mandalorian, (laughs) but I was pleasantly surprised to see that the story of Bo-Katan got pushed and I got, to find out that she's alive like i i'd been living these past few years thinking she was dead you know what i mean like since last year uh so it was really fun for me to see her and it was so fun to have her actually reprised by katie sackoff um that just made me happy because like i love battlestar as well and i love all the fun things that katie sackoff does i mean there's there's gaps in star wars that we're getting to see filled yeah and it's nice not to see them filled yeah. by skywalker related yes content. yeah that is why i gave it a nine because it was a, <laughs> it's a non-jedi it's old question you know what is star wars is it the skywalkers or is it the world of star wars and i'll just let nice you finish the, for me you know it's nice to see that world get bigger you know there's it's a whole galaxy and it's cool to play around on the other parts that aren't uh, Luke Leahon or Ray. Yeah. yeah. And to see total badasses surviving in that galaxy without having the force too. You know, it's usually they do it by grouping up with a lot of other people of, of like minds and skills and stuff. But yeah, it's just fun to see um, all these other non Jedi characters uh, coming back. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be super happy to see Ahsoka Tano if it's next week or the week after. I don't even care if it's next week, by the way. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's going to be next week. We'll see. But whenever it happens, I will be happy um, because I also love that character, even though she's a Jedi. But she's not I just a Jedi. Want... She is. Yes, she is. In that point in the story? She's, she's a She's a Jedi that is chosen to not be a Jedi. So that sounds like she's not a Jedi. <laughs> that doesn't mean she wasn't entirely. Like, this is like the Boba Fett argument all over again. <laughs> um, she's chosen not to be a Jedi. And even though you might have read something specifically in Wikipedia, there are there are things that happen in her final episodes in Clone Wars that make her realize that she's more of a Jedi than any other Jedi out there. And and whoa. Because she embodies what a Jedi should be. And she's also the only one that lives through Order 66. So get off your high horse, Ricky. Uh well not the only one. I mean very few. There's like three or four that survive. There's like 80 of them around there somewhere. <laughs> 80 of them? There's 80 yeah. we don't know about. Well, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But anyways, I think... Uh, great episode, for sure. I think it was a great episode. I think it's time for us to go. We, we've, worn, we've worn out our welcome for a little yeah. while. I want to say thank you to Kelly for joining us. Um, thank, thank you, you to our audience uh, for listening or watching or whatever. Thanks to Ricky for making sure that his power is working today. I paid the bills. <laughs> yeah, you paid the bills. Um, and I guess before we go, uh, if there's anything any of you guys got going on that you want to plug, now's your time. Kelly, you got anything you want to go? Where can people find you? 
they can't find me anywhere, man. <laughs> I, I have nothing to plug. I'm on Twitter at Bolo the Bloody. Um, yeah. Sharing your your deep cuts of Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. The well, good times. even if you're not anywhere else, I appreciate that you're here with your Star no, thanks, Wars man. wisdom. Yeah. Yes. And then Ricky, where can they find you? Uh, Ricky the Nerd on Instagram and Rickman9 on Twitter with two R's. I got something to plug. I bought these um, cool stickers that my friend made and they're Mandalorian stickers. Um, oh. Dota Machine where you get them, but they're like super cool like tattoo Mando stickers and I dig them. So shout nice. out to him. Shout out to him. Donut Machine on Instagram is where you get those. So Sweet. Free plug for him. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. As for me, uh, you can find me everywhere on Denex Media, some places more than others. I tend to hang out mostly on YouTube and Instagram, uh, but I'm I'm around every now and then. Uh, once that PS5 comes in, I'll be on Twitch more, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm mostly just talking about Mandos and playing with toys. That reminds me, Ricky, I got I got our new Mandalorian toys in the mail, so I'll uh, I'll do something with those at some point. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. So tune in next time. We'll have a new guest and a new episode to talk about. You have listened and, and we, we have spoken. Have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Good job.